Convicted and Convinced, a message from God's Word for you. And now, here's Dr. Dan Gerard. I was reminded this past week as I celebrated my 70th birthday that growing older is a process from which none of us can escape. Knowing that I would soon be joining the 70-plus club this year, I have spent a considerable amount of time thinking about aging and even rereading several times a little book that I wrote several years ago titled, Growing Older Without Getting Old. There was a popular television commercial a number of years ago that featured a husband leaning over and whispering to his wife, honey, you're not getting older, you're getting better. Well, that's very touching, very sweet, but it's not true. All of us are getting older. And some of you may not show your aging like some of us do, but we are all getting older. And for some, the aging process is a dreaded thought. It's agony. And has resulted in some individuals actually entering into deep seasons of depression. In fact, we're told that each year thousands of men and women allow depression, that anticipation of growing older, to affect their attitudes and their actions. The over-the-heel slogan can be found and printed on black balloons, black cups and plates, black banners, black wrapping paper that's surrounding various gag gifts, black cakes, on and on the list goes. But it can also be inscribed in the minds of many people in bold black letters over the heel. I don't know if you have thought about it, but time cannot be expanded. Time cannot be accumulated. Time cannot be retarded. And how we face aging is of the utmost importance. I often tell people that there is one word that I refuse to use in my vocabulary relative to myself, and that word is old. I have determined that I will get older. There is nothing I can do about that but I refuse to allow myself to get old because I believe in my mind and in my heart that aging is an attitude of the mind and a condition of the body. And there are people in their 80s who have the vim and vitality and outlook of a 20-year-old while at the same time, there are people in their 20s who act as though they are in their 80s. Oliver Wendell Holmes expressed my sentiment 
with this following observation. I quote, to be 70 years young is sometimes far more cheerful and hopeful than to be 40 years old. Now that I have joined the 70-plus club, I am going to remind myself often of this statement. And instead of looking at aging as agony, I am looking at aging as agreeable. I'm looking at aging as pleasant, as being in harmony with the will of God for my life. I read or I heard somewhere, I, I can't remember where, the following. Living is somewhat like picking berries off a thorny bush. We must learn how to deal with difficulties while at the same time not abandoning a hunger to taste the delicious fruit. I like that. I like that because I continue to discover that life involves getting older. And life that involves getting older brings with it challenges that must be faced and must be dealt with in realistic manners. And in order to face the challenges of growing older in a realistic manner, we must be realistic that we are getting older. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 contains some very interesting and instructional symbolism that can aid each of us in aging realistically. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1, there is a direct command given. The command is to remember. Look at it. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun or the light or the moon nor the clouds return after the rain. Sadly, some people wait until their later years to begin thinking about aging, to begin thinking about getting older. The Bible command is for you and for me to begin preparing for our later years while we're yet in the days of our youth. Before the later years, Jonai, and the making of the Creator, allowing the Creator to be the central focus of our aging process is the best way to journey, to travel on the process path. And then Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 3 through 7, the writer was inspired by God's Holy Spirit to unveil the realistic process of getting older. Look at verse 3. In verse 3, he alludes to trembling lips. He alludes to bent legs a lower back that becomes stooped over, 
gums without teeth, eyesight that diminishes. My friends, this can be real. In verse 4, he alludes to deafness that can set in, insomnia, not sleeping very well. My friends, this can be real. In verse 5, he alludes to the problem of phobias, developing fears that, that we did not have in our younger years. He alludes to graying hair, stiff joints, losing of various appetites. My friends, this can be real. In verse 6, he alludes to strokes, to memory failure, circulation problems that can develop. Again, my friends, this can be real. And then in verse number 7, he alludes to the final reality of the process of aging, death itself. I read, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. My brothers and sisters, this can be real. And so, with this realistic description of what can and often does take place in our later years, an understanding and an application of biblical guidelines will provide insights that can be of tremendous benefit in the process of life and living. And so, with that, I want us to notice the following guidelines as we back up to Ecclesiastes chapter 11 that will help each of us to prepare for the realistic description we have just noted in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. First of all, to help prepare us to live realistically concerning our aging, we need to retain our devotion. Retain our devotion. And one way is to ensure that we retain our devotion is to make sure that we give generously. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Underscore, give a portion to seven, and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Now, you and I know that we should be maintaining and retaining our devotion to God. But my friends, you and, also, you and I must also make sure that we retain our devotion to our families, to our friends, and to others. One of the most common mistakes made by those who are growing older is to fail to realize how valuable they are right now. 
at every stage of life and living. Teenagers are valuable. Youngsters are valuable. Early adults are valuable. Middle-aged folk are valuable. The elderly are valuable, and we need to understand that at every stage of life and living, we have value, and we can contribute. We can give of ourselves generously, and we need to give of ourselves. We need to stay in touch with the mainstream of life. We need to allow the mark of our life to be generosity. We need to allow generosity, giving, to flow as we cast our bread upon the waters. You see, it's when we pull back. It's when we close the doors. It's when we turn off our internal lights, irregardless of what age we are, that we begin to sit in selfish silence. And when we begin to sit in selfish silence, what happens is we begin to swivel into the agony of being a miserable person. Because the biblical principle is, it's more blessed to what? To give than it is to receive. Several years ago, Rebecca and I had the privilege of pastoring a wonderful church, and uh, we had a special church member in her 80s, and I can remember her telling me Sabbath after Sabbath after Sabbath, Pastor Dan, I'm going today after church to visit the old people in the community. She gave of herself. I don't get to attend very often the ministry that we have just next door in the long-term care facility. But it does my heart good to see our young people there and our teenagers there and our middle-aged and our elderly all together giving, giving, giving of themselves. Next. To help prepare us to live realistically concerning our aging, we need to receive our situation. And one way to ensure that we accept where we are, and we must accept where we are in the flow of life, and one way to ensure that we accept where we are in the flow of life is to make certain we adapt willingly. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 3 and 4. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, underscore, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Now, follow me very closely. Beneficial aging is the willingness 
to adapt to change without the loss of principle. May I repeat that? Beneficial aging is the willingness to adapt to change without the loss of principle. My brothers and sisters, we will fail to accomplish things if we do not learn to adapt willingly, and we will become stale and set in our ways. You see, when we adapt willingly, we make plans to accomplish something. As I was preparing to join the 70-plus club, I began thinking, what can I do? What plan can I make? What goal can I establish? And so I thought to myself, self, challenge yourself to leg press 700 pounds on your 70th birthday seven times. Well, the enemy did not like that, and so I was afflicted with a cold. I was in bed last Sabbath afternoon, Sunday, Monday, and part of Tuesday. But I said to the enemy, you are not going to defeat me. So, not yet recovered from my cold, I went to the fitness facility. I did my warm-ups. And as the video camera was capturing for all of time my challenge, when I came to that seventh rep, I felt so strong, I went for three more. I did 700 pounds, 10 pounds for each of my years, 10 times. You see, I refuse. I refuse, I refuse to become set in my ways and stale. We must adapt willingly to the plan that God has for us. Let me give you an example. Let me use the, the subject of retirement. We must learn how to adapt to retirement. You see, retirement can either be a delight or it can be devastating. Retirement can be a dream come true or it can become a horrible nightmare. But as you and I learn how to adapt willingly, every stage of life and living takes on more and more and more meaning. And so Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verses 3 and 4 is very relevant because sitting in a rocking chair and rocking away the remainder of one's life is not sowing and it's not reaping. And at every stage of life and living, God has called you and God has called me to sow and God has called us to reap. For his glory, our benefit, and the blessing to others. And so this introduces another way to ensure that we accept where we are in the flow of life. 
we must make sure that we trust fearlessly. Ecclesiastes 11, verses 5 and 6. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all, underscore, in the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Dear friends, as youth, as teens, as young adults, as middle-aged, as elderly, the element of uncertainty regarding the future cannot be removed. All of us have uncertainties about what tomorrow holds, don't we? But at the same time, if we allow fear of the unknown, the future, to grasp a hold of us, it will paralyze us and dry up the life that we have left. We must trust in the Lord. We must connect with our Creator so that there will be security found in Him. I'm convicted in my intellect, and I'm convinced in my emotions that nothing will keep a life youthful in mind and heart more than staying in touch with the mainstream of God's activity. God is an active God. And while we don't know what the future holds, we do know who holds the future. Amen. And we can trust God fearlessly. Finally, to help prepare us to live realistically concerning our aging, we need to replace our limitations. There are some things as we age, we can no longer do. Anybody else here besides me learn that yet? There are just some things I cannot do when I was younger. But my brothers and sisters, having said that, we must explore options and alternatives. And one way to ensure the replacing of our limitations is to make sure that we rejoice daily. Ecclesiastes 11, beginning in verse 7. Truly, the light is sweet, and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh in vanity or cometh is vanity or futility. Now, would you agree with me that on the surface that seems to be gloomy? So what's the remedy? What's 
the option. What's the alternative? Look at it. Underscore, for the rest of your life and living, rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. Underscore, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth. My brothers and sisters, we need to teach our young people the importance of rejoicing so that as they move into the teens and as they move into the middle years and into the elderly, they will continue to exhibit a rejoicing, cheerful attitude. Look at it. O young man, in thy youth rejoice, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thy heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know that thou in all things understand, but know that all things in all things, through all things, despite all things, God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, underscore, remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. So what do these verses express? They express that as we age... We need to understand how good it is to be alive. We need to understand that the joy of living is important. And we need to pull out of life everything that life has to offer us. So as we age, God desires us to rejoice continually to make life and growing older fun. And so, in closing, I leave us with a question. Aging, agony, or agreeable? The choice is ours to make. The consequences are ours to live with. Dr. Dan Gerard is the pastor of University Parkway Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Our weekly podcasts are recorded every Saturday morning. Bible study begins at 9.30. The sermon begins at 11. You are invited to join us. We live stream the 11 o'clock service. You can catch that broadcast at our website, universitypkwy.org, or at Livestream. A library of previous messages is available on our YouTube channel and on our website. Thank you for listening.